0: God, i need to start again. No, 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 just leave oh. it in, it's great. No, no, I'll, I'll never I'll notice I'm start again. No, they will, they're a discerning bunch. Welcome to another episode of Rockstar CMO FM. The M is for marketing and the F is for, well, you decide, as we ask Does the world need another effing marketing podcast? I'm your host, Ian Truscott founding editor of Rockstar CMO and chief bottle washer at B2B content marketing agency Apropingo. This episode was recorded on Friday the 17th of April. We are deep into lockdown and I hope you and yours are safe and well and thank you for joining us. Today I'm joined by Keith Smith, Managing Director of The Advertist the UK's only independent B2B business development platform, and the voice of sales in our little Rockstar CMO house band with his regular contributions. We do go slightly long this week. Hope you stick with us to the end. Keith has an absolute treat for the swimming pool. Hope you enjoy our conversation. So let's get started, shall we? Welcome, Keith, to Rockstar CMO fm how are you i'm very well thanks ian
1: yes thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me on the show and uh and sorry if every, if, if everybody's wondering why we're giggling it's because um, we've had trouble trying to set the whole thing up but we're we're, mm. we're all composed now aren't we ian? we're all good
0: we're calm i've had some tea and i, I think yes, the machine sure. has as well so i think we're in good shape
1: Excellent. Well, anyway, um, so uh, well, thanks for thanks for having me on the show, and uh, um, um, and thank you even more actually for for not using video because uh, right now at the moment, I uh, in the words of that that song Counting Flowers, I I know I look a fright. I've been in lockdown for seven weeks, and I haven't I haven't <laughs> shaved, so now I've got a kind of a really really grey shaggy beard, and uh, I was I, I was kind of aiming for Kenny Rogers, but I think I hit Julian Assange.
0: Yeah, well, um, I, I've seen a lot on the social media about how we're all going to emerge, like um, you know, the castaways.
1: I know, I know, it's hilarious. It's yeah, great. Yeah,
0: it's great. Everybody's yeah. going to come out I, fatter
1: and hairier than than they went in.
0: <laughs> I went, I went the opposite. I went the opposite way and shaved my head at the weekend, and I was like, um, I'm handling lockdown really well.
1: Oh, fantastic! You've gone to like full prison mode
0: yeah yeah pretty much yeah. pretty much it's, yeah, yeah. it's easier when they hose you down at the beginning of the day that's
1: right yeah yeah and uh it keeps the uh keeps the anti what do you call it the insect repellent on, on off you that's as well it.
0: that's it that's it so keith tell us a little bit about yourself
1: okay um so where um oh well where do i start okay but start when i was born i born in uh bermondsey uh southeast <laughs> london um in in the 1960s um my my dad was a, a kind of a, a an artist and a salesman um and everybody on my dad's side are all kind of like creative and have a nine-to-five job as well um my dad used to work for Dulux um and uh, he'd, he'd do all these sort of paintings of people's rooms and stuff and then he'd sell them paint um and then he he then went on work for Rentakill um, in their damp proofing division and, uh, he used to wait outside people's houses and sketch their houses and then go in there and sell them damp proofing. So he was kind of like, he used to use his, his kind of his artistic creative skills to sort of help his, his sales ability. Um, right and uh and cuz i i sort of picked up on the sales side of things and uh i'm a a, a frustrated songwriter basically but uh, um in in the uh, in the last 20 years i've kind of focused on new business development for uh, for for marketing agencies um and i i kind of started in uh, the 1980s i worked in fleet street um with the uh, the launch team for pr week um which is the uh, the public relations trade paper um, mm-hmm. and at that time the, the PR industry was kind of really kind of nascent and it wasn't, it was still called, uh, um, publicity, uh, and promotions mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a discipline. Um, and, um, that was kind of, that was when I got to meet everybody that was, the, that are now kind of, you know, sort of large fromages in the, uh, in the, 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 the PR industry. um, and uh, that kind of gave me a, a sort of a, a real glimpse of a sort of proper business to business selling. Um, but um, now, uh, obviously, as you, you, you said, I, uh, I run a company called The Advertist um, and we supply um, new business tools for creative agencies, which um, basically it used to be back in the day, you, you know, agencies would kind of uh, um, email. Mass email brands and companies as a way of uh, sort of generating new business, Mm -hmm. but kind of all that's now gone by the by, and uh, nobody responds to that kind of email blasting approach. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the only way they can you can now kind of win business is is by doing it properly and developing sort of relationships with prospects so what we do is we've got a a sort of the advertist has a suite of tools that helps agencies kind of understand what companies and brands are up to Um, and we provide kind of research and data and sort of all information about brands and what they're doing um, which helps the sort of creative agencies to put together kind of a proper targeted approach um, and actually, you know, have some relevancy to, uh, to you know, to, to what they're what they're trying to deliver. Um, and our clients are anything from kind of digital PR, advertising agencies, marketing agencies. Um, we've got customer experience companies. I mean, the SEO companies, they're all based in the UK. So, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much sort of what we do now. I mean, you know, we're kind mm-hmm. of a small, tightly formed uh, unit, but uh, we've got some big rivals that we, uh, we so we punch mm-hmm. above our weight all the time, but uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. It's a nice, it's a nice industry. And it's it, for the first time, we've actually kind of leveled the playing field for marketing yeah. agencies that's helped them kind of get a foot into a foothold and in, in the sort of the world of new business, which has been kind of the aim all along.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that's the the case for a lot of people, isn't it? That digital has sort of uh, levelled the playing field and building relationships levels the playing field, doesn't it? Um, rather than these big budget uh, promotions.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter wh- how you do it. I mean, you know. My- mm-hmm my job is, is sales, you know, I mean, that's what we're all about is, is about selling. And I think that's the first thing is to, you know, it's like being an alcoholic, you know, you first of all have to admit (laughs) that you are one, you know, but, um, if you work in sales, you know, it's, it's good to sort of, you know, to, to, to just know that that's what you do and that's what your purpose is. And from there on, you can kind of reverse engineer the whole thing and, and realize that really at the heart of it, this is about relationships and it's about yeah. you know sort of understanding what people you know what what sort of people cmo's you know obviously your audience you know sort of what yeah. they what what they need and you know sort of how they work and what sort of challenges they face, and once you've got that, then obviously you know it helps. So, really, all we're doing is 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 putting a window on the the, the sort of the world of CMOS, and and let people. I always say, you know, we're, we're basically we walk them to the door, but they have to push through it, and they have to yeah. sort of do their thing, you know. But yes, it's definitely yeah. leveled the, the the playing field slightly, the, you know, the uh, the, yeah. the world of digital.
0: Yeah, I like the way you declare yourself as a salesperson. I think that we're losing our way a little bit in sales <laughs> and marketing of, of what it is that we actually do. I mean, a lot of marketers um, seem to shy away from the fact that they're there to grow revenue. So we could probably we could probably dive down that particular. Uh, well,
1: yeah, hard. we're we're all in the same game as far as that's concerned. Yeah. You know, I mean, ult- ultimately yeah, yeah. we have to shift boxes, you know, or, or sell, yeah. you know, or sell product.
0: So yeah, you know, that, that's really yeah. You know, yeah. So. yeah. yeah yeah but uh, um recently um keith and i know that you've been involved with rockstar cmo a little bit and we'll talk about that Mm. in a moment but i've been listening to your new podcast fuel which i think is a fantastic name and uh, you've had some great guests tell us a little bit about that why did you start that up well we
1: um we uh sorry i thought your question was going to be longer i was just taking a sip of coffee then
0: (laughs) well you should (laughs) You should have the coffee for sure. I mean, it's it's early in the morning for you, so
1: yes. <laughs> but um, so uh, no, we um, the idea behind Fuel was that because as a uh, the, the advertist um, is sits behind a paywall, so um, basically yeah. people very few people can actually find what it is that we do and can see what we do without having, you know, unless they have a free trial. Mm-hmm. And that's always been one of the kind of the, the sort of downsides to, to the business is that we're kind of locked mm-hmm. down and um, people can't get to us. And we have huge mm-hmm. levels of security on, on everything that we do. So, um, and then I thought, well, you know, we need something that's kind of consumer facing or, or client facing that people can just get a perspective on what we do um, and how we do it. And we sort of started off going down the, the sort of blog road, and we did a, you know, we started a blog which we have still running and things like that. But as kind of, I was always kind of looking for something else that might kind of augment that. And mm-hmm. we we got into, I started looking at the world of podcasting, which uh, which which I refer to as the fifth estate um that's (laughs) my kind you know you have you've got the the fourth estate being the 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 media and then the fifth estate is the podcasts you know the world of podcasts and they're all podcasting now that's the funny thing is that you know all these big newscasters are now stuck in their own bedrooms with microphones doing the same thing that we're doing right now you know
0: i was thinking the same thing when you see them all on their zoom you see them on their zoom meetings and now the world has seen what it's like to be a professional working virtually with the (laughs) five minutes at the beginning of is this on <laughs> is it working oh no we've lost Dave Dave Dog, dogs wandering into shot up. you know all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's been our life the last 10 years I think that's fantastic
1: but the, the the great thing about podcasts is that you know and and I think that there's a real there's a boom coming for certainly in the UK in the podcasting market um little fact that i i keep I've, I've been using recently is the fact that since the coronavirus epi- uh, sort of pandemic has hit um mm-hmm. podcast listening in the u.s has actually dropped whereas podcast listening in the uk has actually gone up and wow the reason the reason that they're attributing this to is that that traditionally in the u.s people listen to podcasts on their way to and from work yeah and of course they're not doing that anymore but in the UK, there was no prescribed time to, for listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to do it sort of while they're working from home and things like that. So actually that mm. that curve has gone up, and let's hope that that one doesn't flatten out. But, you know, that is actually yeah. – um, you know, that, that's climbing. While in the US, it's actually – I mean, it's still enormous numbers in the US. I mean, there's – I think we, we're talking about, what, 700,000 podcasts, something like that. But there's still mm-hmm. – plenty of room to grow and what I was doing getting back to your original question was um (laughs) sorry I can ramble um but getting back to the original question was the um the reason that we did it was because um, I didn't want a podcast that was just about doing sales because, you know, it's, it's mm. like there are so many of those and they can sound so dull sometimes, you know, and and people mm-hmm. always say the same thing. And it's always kind of the usual, you know, sort of how to how to have relationships with people and how to, you know, spot certain things that are happening and all this sort of thing. And, you know, and it's the, they get a bit dull. So anyway, what I thought was what we need, what what, we, what would really sell what we do is how do other people in different industries generate new business for, for their, for mm-hmm. you know, for, for their companies. So, you know, it could be anything yeah. like a funeral director or a commercial window cleaning company, or, you know, yeah. fruit and vegetable sales, whatever it happens to be. It's like, how do they generate new business? Because there's, you know, there's companies that do the same thing in different ways. And I think what the, yeah. the, the interesting thing about selling is, is that we, we all get, channeled into okay this is the way that we have to sell we have to do it this way and there's so many different yeah. ways that people do it and develop relationships yeah. you know that yeah. i thought was interesting so that's what i really wanted to do a deep dive on yeah, and that's yeah. the, the, the reason behind the podcast so, uh, think, so what was I the think- question
0: sorry <laughs> just tell us a bit about your podcast. But I think it's interesting that you mention um I think it's interesting you mention um fruit and veg sales and and stuff because um I one of my chums runs an agency uh in Manchester and he's okay. just the best he's the best relationship salesperson that I think I've ever yes. met. And the re and and his skill came from fruit and veg. He used to run video stores and he comes from a family like that. He's just yep. a natural relationship salesperson. And, yep. um, and and like you say, we can all lear- learn from different industries about how to do that, I think.
1: I think yeah, and it's it's, it's funny you say it because my cousin's actually in in the uh, the world of fruit and veg as well, and uh, yeah. um he's a he's a he, um his dad was my uncle was uh, also did the same thing the work out New Covent Garden Market and you know uh-huh. and supplying hotels and uh, and, and sort of businesses large large businesses with uh, fruit and vegetables, but and their business yeah. is totally about relationships, you know yeah. I mean it's very price sensitive yeah. but you know, they, they, it's it's all personal contact. So their businesses yeah. have really taken a hit recently just in terms of, you know, it's cut off their main form of communication. So it's yeah. a good idea for companies like that to, to start looking at other ways to do things. And I think that's the interesting yeah. part, you know, that yeah. you can, you can cross pollinate, ideas from certain industries into other industries. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's fascinating and that that's really what I'm interested in. I've always been interested in how people sell different things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that comes across in the podcast. And and you've had some great discussions, I think. Um, especially right now because this is re- being recorded in the midst of maybe it's the midst, maybe it's the beginning we don't know of the current crisis. Apparently um, it's and the I really like some <laughs> It depends on who you're listening to. <laughs> I know you're talking to me from the US, so we yeah. Have, we have a we've been on all been told this all over now. We
1: can all come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I really like some of the advice that you've been you've been getting. What's what, uh, of how we're going to emerge out of this? What's what's the standout advice you've heard on the podcast? Um, I think that I think from from a
1: kind of a. a a marketing or a, from a sales perspective um, nobody nobody wants to be pressured no you know you you can't pressure mm-hmm. sell right now there's there's no there's no room for that there's 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 you know nobody wants that everybody's distracted you know you cannot do that sort of you can't do what you normally do if you were just picking up the phone and talking to 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 buyers whether it happens to be a Cmo or whatever that kind of that that kind of existence doesn't happen. It can't happen anymore. But what you can do, and the best piece of advice, I think from a sales perspective that I've heard, um, has been that this is the first time in a very long time that agencies have had to be able to get all their kind of marketing and sales materials and strategies all lined up. You know, because usually you're doing it on the fly and usually you're kind of, you're always kind of reacting to stuff. But now's the time to actually Get, get it all nailed yeah. down. Get your tone of voice right. Get all your marketing materials yeah. done. Don't do the hard sell and do a, a very kind of you know sort of soft soft sell on it. But to, yeah. to actually have those conversations, to to listen to the CMOs of the world, and you know understand what it is that they're doing, and and listen to how you can help them deliver solutions. Because normally we're all yeah. kind of rushing in and, you know, we're all trying to do, oh, you know, flashing our creds decks and stuff like that. And that is just so, it's so tone deaf to do something like that at the moment. Yeah. But what is good yeah. is to actually speak to speak to people when they're kind of guards down or they're in a different environment and everybody's in a, a new way of working and to say, look, yeah you know we understand i understand how you you know sort of the situation that you're in here's here's how i understand and demonstrate that and let's have conversations about the things that are really bugging you and things that we can we can help provide and just be helpful mm-hmm. you know and everybody's yeah, going oh, yeah. that's, you know it, it, it's it's a great time to be showing all that and and cuz and the you know i had the conversation a couple of weeks ago it's like well shouldn't we have always been doing that anyway you know i think we, i think we forget I, you know we forget yeah. what it's like to build relationships and this is a great time it's brought it all sharply into focus now that relationships yeah. sit at the heart of everything whether you're a marketing yeah. or whether you're in sales it's relationships are always at the heart of these things
0: yeah yeah it's funny i um I read. I read an article. I think it was on CMS Wire, which is one of the industry um publications that I contribute to and and uh, and I look at. And somebody had written about, um, you know, best advice for I think content marketing right now. And it was all of that as to be useful and less. and I and I read it and I tweeted. Is if you just stripped out the COVID nineteen references, this is just how you should be doing it, you know. And that, That's it. and you know, when people have been asking me at the moment about content marketing, what should people do? That's my kind of specialism. And yep. um, I've just been saying, turn empathy up to eleven. You're absolutely right, but I think that helpfulness is interesting because it has to be genuine, doesn't it? We're, I mean, we're all getting helpful emails, and I'm I'm doing air quotes at the moment. I know you can't see them, but <laughs> we're all getting how can we help you? Oh, come on, yeah. you're um you know you're you're an organization that seems to have my email address and I don't remember giving it to you You no of course you can't help me we haven't transacted for seven years so yeah yeah, so that that helpfulness needs to be genuine right
1: it does absolutely it it needs to be and I think that comes from being able to understand the challenges that people are facing this is why and this is the interesting thing about this is that you know, we've, we've had lots of talk on, you know, sort of in the podcasts and, and sort of people that I've been speaking to about, well, you know, if you happen to be, if your clients happen to be working in the, the tr- travel and leisure industry, then, um, then their business has gone, you know, has gone tits up. Of yeah. Sorry. Can I, can I swear on that?
0: <laughs> You're right. I, I said the F word a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Well, their business has gone tits up. So, you know, maybe you should start looking somewhere else. All right. Yeah, and so, yeah. and, no you shouldn't all right because if you do if you perform one of these extreme pivots and this was one of my guests a guy called alex kirkpatrick actually said and it was a very very it was a great piece and uh, and he he basically said if you go and pivot and start looking for new clients in different areas okay number one you've got no creds in that area okay and so you're always going to be behind the eight ball okay and Mm. number two those areas, like let's say logistics or food delivery, which are, are kind of you know mm-hmm. having a great old time at the moment, right? They're mm-hmm. already well serviced, so you're just adding to the mm-hmm. noise then, all right? Mm-hmm. What you should mm-hmm. be doing is going back to your client base. Right? Looking at them and saying, "Look, we understand what the what you're going through, and we have some yeah. solutions that might help you because you know it's like leaving the drowning man to go and get on the boat you know because it's like well yeah. I'm, I'm out of here i'm all right you know yeah, this, yeah, you've yeah. been with these clients for you know for x amount of years don't abandon them now this isn't the time to abandon yeah. clients and start looking somewhere else." you know, this is a time to actually come, be proactive, come up with some great solutions for them and let them know that you understand the business that they're in, because that's your specialty. You spent years telling them, this is what you specialize in. Right. And now you want to walk away from it and go and do something else. You know, no, it doesn't work like that.
0: I I had a fun conversation on Facebook actually about what's going to happen when we all come out. And I posted a picture, um, uh, of, of gin lane by who's that famous 17th century artist where everybody's out in the streets getting okay. drunk on gin oh yes and, yes hogarth yes. right hogarth um, yes, yes i have a, Ogarth, i have, yeah.
1: have of in my house
0: How splendid um I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and so i posted this to say this is what it's going to be like when we all get out of lockdown and then my mind then traveled along that direction i thought this might be a really good time to buy a pub because when everybody gets out of lockdown, which we will at some point, oh, we man. just don't know when, yeah. we're, you know, we've all now have this sort of view that we want to go down the pub. Whether we went down the pub before or not, we want to, you know, so I think that yeah. there's a point there that, that when, you know, if you can, I mean, it must be very difficult for people at the moment who have specialized in those industries. But if you can hang on, then maybe your boom time is just around the corner
1: yeah and just Thank down just down, <laughs> the, down down the queen's arms you know but, um, <laughs> yeah. but no you're right I, the- that I think there will be a massive pressure release i think that you know yeah, you've yeah. you've got i mean you've got now people that have been cooped up at home with their mm-hmm. loved. i'm sure they're not you know i'm sure the divorce rate is going to mm. go up after this but you know that yeah, yeah. the, they've been cooped up at home with their with their families yeah. and stuff and there will be a lot of going and getting out it'll be like ve day yeah. you know for for, yeah. for a while yeah yeah you know yeah, and yeah. it will be i mean certainly in my house it's going to be like a hogarth um, sort of picture and you know <laughs> sort of, wait, once this is all over yeah. but uh, yeah, i'll, I'll yeah. be the i'll be the fella laying in the wheelbarrow you know ne- next to the door of the park <laughs> you know?
0: but yeah.
1: um, but the you know i think that there will be you know that there there, there mm. will be a, a sort of a big press release people will go yeah. and it's like then we've got, then we have to address the kind of, well, do, do we go back to how it used to be or do we Mm -hmm. start doing some things differently or whatever? I mean, I'm, you know, that, that's obviously needs to be addressed, but maybe we'll come on to that, but you know.
0: Yeah. I want to talk to you about that in a a moment, but while we're on this topic of getting going again from sales now, um, I'm going to try and describe this orally, but it's a visual thing, but, um, Recently, uh, Mark, Ritson, Mark Ritson posted on, on Twitter uh, a video of um, Prince performing at, I think it's um, uh, Bill Wyman's memorial. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I've not memorial. It. it was when he was inducted into was the Hall the, of Fame. inducted right? to the
1: Rock so, and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it, but it's basically, it was a homage to him, wasn't it? They were playing his song and it was yeah. all very, I mean, um, it was um, Tom Petty, a whole bunch While of my really. my guitar
1: gently weeps, Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. Well, my guitar gently weeps, and he and he was um, and for the first three and a half minutes, it's just all these rock greats just strumming along, harmonising. It's a wonderful moment and very calm.
1: Jeff Lynne, uh, Tom Petty, hey, Steve Winwood.
0: That's it. That's it. And they're, yep. they're very delighted with each other. They're harmonising mm-hmm. each other, and <clears> but they're basic. But the my and I wrote about this on my blog. Um, I was thinking this is where we are right now. Is that we're all telling the story like my guitar is gently weeping we hope your guitar (laughs) isn't gently weeping and if it is we're here to help you know that's kind of where we're all like this sort of holding pattern and we're all strumming along nicely to that the great and the good and the small people like myself and but in that performance, Prince then sort of edges in from the side of the stage and starts doing a solo. And he's got very distinctive clothes, he's got a red hat on, he's very distinctive. And then he, he just he just owns that performance. Then he just goes into this solo, which apparently was unrehearsed, and he just blows the performance away. Yes. He and does. I was thinking to myself, there's going to be a point at which. Um, we're all waiting for the sort of the firing gun of when we can start marketing again um, and I'm thinking when's this Prince moment going to happen when we can all start doing these solos what do you think of that? (laughs) If I told the story right, because it's a great it's a great it's
1: it's a great it's a great piece of video as well, because you've got some some Mm. great musicians up there um, and they're all they're all kind of playing away. And then, you know, coming in from from stage left is is Prince and is, you know, in all his finery and then just does his thing. Actually, did you know he he, he can't play him anymore, but he uh, he was accomplished in 27 different instruments.
0: I know. I know. One um, of, one of my amazing fella. Friend. Yeah, one one of my best friends when I was growing up. He's um it, it, just an enormous Prince fan and uh, I uh, yes, I've learned all about his uh, his various yeah. attributes. Yeah. Gee,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean just a genius, just, absolute genius. But yeah. uh, the first lesson is if you don't want things like that to happen, don't invite someone like Prince on the stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I <laughs> think they liked it. the, the oh, us point I made my blog post. Was, was that he, I mean, right now people are doing stupid stuff in marketing and it's pissing people off. That Prince moment did not piss off the rest of the band. They do do not think?
1: Do you not think they're all, if you could look at their faces, they're all going, this is going to go so viral.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I better smile now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, are we famous now, you know. But... uh it's. I mean, yeah. I think the. You know, the thing about it is, is that you know, should, should okay. So, you know, I think your point is, should we all? You know, should we be waiting to? You know, to to come on stage and and start start rocking it up? You know, sort of um, with a, with a solo. And I think that <clears throat> for some brands, yes. You know, I think some. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think everybody should be trying to do it. I mean, number one, because then everybody's trying to do the same thing, and that was a real kind yeah. of lightning in a bottle moment. Um, yeah. And uh, not everybody's got that kind of swagger, and uh, I don't think you can do it. But you know, and sometimes, so just sometimes, it's better to be Jeff Lynn who's actually still a, still alive <laughs> and writing songs. You know, so <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. so I mean, there's there's always that part to it. But I think you know that that um if you want to come in and tear it up i think there's there's very few brands that can do it um mm. with skill um mm. so i think that the the thing to do going back to what i what i said before is that mm. i think it's good that you know if if you're like a like doritos could pull it off or you know i mean i was really surprised i was really shocked that coca-cola pulled, they pumped the brakes on their marketing couldn't mm, understand why yeah. they did that because if there is any brand that could really that that really sort of takes the, is the sort of the at home brand it's coca-cola mm-hmm, you know and mm. and they they just withdrew and i i didn't get it didn't get it but um you know they would be a they could do it they could have a, their own prince moment perhaps you know maybe we're all we're yeah. all to, last time i predicted or yeah, last yeah. time i had a go at, at people it was with uh I was, I was complaining why, uh, why James Dyson wasn't doing anything. And then the next day there was this, (laughs) he's he's making ventilators, everyone. I was like, Oh man.
0: (laughs) So So we'll put money on your then. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah, I should, I shouldn't really be criticizing anybody because I'm I'm bound to get it wrong. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think that if you, if you're going to, if you're going to have one of those moments, you need to be, very sensitive about how you do it yeah, and sure, you need to, but sure. you need to know that you can pull it off. Cause I think if, yeah. if you're just a, if you're a regular brand and you're going to try and have a Prince moment, you know, you might end up yeah. looking, uh, you know, more like Daniel O'Donnell yeah. than uh, than Prince.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Well, yeah. And I think you make a very good point that only Prince could probably have pulled that off anyway. Right. So <laughs> it, unless you are, unless you have that, that time, but really, I, I really, I was just thinking about, we're all waiting, and, and, and I, mm-hmm. I just thought that was quite a good analogy for that. But as yes, we move absolutely. forward, aside from sales where your specialty is, um, there's a, there's a lot of talk at the moment and about, and I must admit, I'm writing far too much about this as I sit in, sit in um, lockdown, <laughs> about the impact this will have on on the business as a whole moving forward, you know, because people have now been exposed to working from home that perhaps weren't exposed to it yeah. before. It, companies have had to tool up for working from home so that means now people have now had that gateway drug to flexible working and and they quite like it i would imagine you know they spend more time with the family they can help out with childcare and stuff like that but also businesses have had to like digitally transform overnight to reflect the fact now consumers can't go into their stores and all that stuff what what that's that's my take anyway so what Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to be the lasting effect of the crisis on the way that the way that we work or the way that we sell or any of that stuff
1: Uh, you know it's it's i think it's it very much depends on time you know how long Mm -hmm. this goes in this 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 goes on for because Mm -hmm. excuse me you know any the 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 experts now i'm doing air quotes but the experts (laughs) tell you tell you it'll take it takes like 30 days to create a habit and 90 days to Mm -hmm. to sort of change change behavior so so i mean basically if we're all still happy working remotely by the end of july um, yeah. then there's going to be some huge changes because companies by that stage will have learned how to adapt to the new climate yeah. Um, yeah. or they yeah. th- they won't be around anymore. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so I think that depending on, you know, if it's a 30 day thing, if it's going to go to just like to the end of May, um, I think, you know, we, we, you know, we might be, might be okay. But if it, if it goes yeah. into, into July, I think there's going to be, yeah. There, 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 will be a literally a new normal, and people will start working differently. And I think it's great. You know, I, I was speaking to a company today, and I'm going to give them a big plug on your show because I was so impressed. <laughs> it, it was yeah. a, a there was a digital agency called Hallam, okay, mm-hmm. and um, they uh, they asked me to give them a call, so I gave them a call, and I phoned them up, and lady answered the phone very efficiently, put me through to the guy, and I said to him, I said. Are you, are you still working in the office? And he said yeah, no, no no he yeah. said he said we're all at home. He said we're all at home. Yeah. He said and uh we've we've he said we're used to be we're used to working from home. He said cuz uh, mm-hmm. we we do it. And uh um that um this is this is the way we we kind of run things. So we were already set up to do it. But it was yeah. seamless. It was just like phoning yeah. yeah the reception and then getting put through to somebody's yeah. desk i was like i yeah. swore i was yeah. like oh man these people are still working from home uh, working from the office yeah. you know? but no yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah. all working from home and the you know the lady yeah. on reception she said no 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 i'm just uh, you know just 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 on the washing you know i'm just uh, just answering yeah. the phone you know so it's, wow. it's it's great that companies can do that but, i think what's going to be the biggest shock I was, uh, <laughs> go on
0: yeah no, no, I, well, I mean, you were just about to launch into something and I interrupted you. You carry on.
1: That's all right. No, no, no. Well, I was going to say what, what's going to be the biggest shock I feel sorry for are the, the – the I don't know whether you read about it in the papers or on the, the in the papers. How old am I? Oh, man. Um,
0: <laughs> on the onlines. <laughs> yes, in the, in, in the digital media.
1: But um, the, the, there were three three astronauts coming back from the International Space Station. They've been up there since July last year right wow. you imagine what they're gonna feel when they come back they're gonna wish they were back yeah. up there you know it's like yeah, everything's yeah, changed their yeah. whole world's just changed yeah. and here's an interesting yeah. thing okay getting back to what you were mm-hmm. talking about there was a, yeah. a a YouGov survey just come out okay that yeah. said that nine percent of britons want to return to the what was normal all right only nine yeah. percent right yeah, because yeah. everybody else has realized how clean the air is you know how much more wildlife yeah. there is you know how much stronger yeah, yeah. their communities are and stuff like that so i think yeah, yeah. there's some real pluses to come out of this i mean yeah. i know it's horrible and you know i got to say i'm i you know i fully understand the the horrible amount of suffering that some people are going through at the moment and mm-hmm. you know the, the people have lost their jobs people have lost their lives mm-hmm. people have lost loved ones and stuff like that and that's terrible mm-hmm. and it is it is awful but if there is any kind of positives to mm. come out of this, is that you know, you look at the you know the pollution maps, you know. Yeah, I was going to mention that. What's yeah. happened? Yeah, you know yeah. this is this is a stunning change yeah, that it yeah. can have. So, if if people but, are going to be going to draw any learn from this, this will be a great thing mm-hmm. to learn. Is that if you can work from home, mm. do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that um, I mean, even if a third of people um d- 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 change to towards this new normal and everybody else went back to work I mean, can you imagine the commute with a third less people on it or the roads with a third oh. less, i mean or the you know that may be all that we need to. i mean i'm no cl- uh, climate person i i don't I, I don't know the science there but i would imagine that would be hugely affect our um you know the the emissions and stuff so so i, I this has to, has to bring change right <clears throat> Yes, well, I mean, and we're straying into an area probably that neither of us are particularly qualified in, and we'd be those air quotes experts you were talking about. Having also. (laughs) Everyone's an expert now. We
1: we have podcasts, uh, we're experts, you know. (laughs)
0: Having having also. Having also quoted the very same stats that you used in, in my own blog. So yes, um, air quotes expert. Um but there I want go. to return a little bit to um to Rockstar CMO and I mm. I've really enjoyed your articles for us because you 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 write so um entertainingly um and m- <laughs> most recently we were talking about um data and i know it's a bit of a, a you know, i'm moving us back into you know what we do with our day jobs so i do apologize sure. we could talk about pollution a bit more but um the um you would well i i enjoyed your article and what we were t- what we talked about in the last issue was about this balance between creativity and data and i think and um, also to link back to this thing i've, I've also been talking to an agency about how they're i'm seeing a lot of data about when we can emerge from this but mm-hmm. what i really like about your point about when when you were talking is that when marketers look at data at, compared to creativity the data doesn't answer why somebody does something do you want to elaborate a little bit on that for for our listeners I'll kind of throw Uh, that question at you and change gears a little bit.
1: No, 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 that's all right. That's okay. Um, uh, Well, uh, let me just kick off by uh, sort of of plugging uh, Rockstar CMO because um, I I think it's – and I know you're not paying me for this, so I'll keep it as short as I can, but um, Mm -hmm. the uh, – it's, it's it's filling a gap. Rockstar CMO fills a big gap there because I think that a lot of the, the kind of marketing press are um, very um, sort of, uh, you know, they've, they've got very inward looking um, and uh, it's it become very nebulous. And I mean, I've got a publishing background and, you know, I know the, um, the mentality there. And I think it's, it, you know, it's nice to see someone come in with a bit of bit of swagger and to do something different and to, you know, um, to start sort of rocking it up a bit. And so, so well done. And I feel that as a contributor, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in very esteemed company and, you know, I, I suffer slightly from imposter syndrome because I, th- I know see yeah. some of the other people that can, that, that write for you, and uh, you know they're um, they some uh, some very well educated people there. So uh, so so good on you for doing that. But um, thank you. Um, I think that um, when it comes to uh, data and looking at stuff, it's um, there's a people can look at. Okay, I'll give you, a, for example, and this was one I heard yesterday when I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how the uh, 2016 election was kind of um, – part of it was overturned by the, the Hillary campaign mm-hmm. was overturned through um, because of the use of data, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to try and do this very quickly because otherwise it would get a boring yeah. story. But basically what you've got is – a, a group of people who fundamentally disagreed with hillary clinton's um approach to this not right. that they were pro-trump but they disagreed with hillary clinton's approach so what was happening was every time that, that one of them they would all get together in these kind of sort of mu- multi-user rooms or these chat rooms right? and they would basically say Okay, have you noticed that Hillary Clinton's got a slight twitch when she's talking? That's because she's just had a stroke. So what we're going to do is wow. 500 of us, right, or 1,000 or however many it is, are all going to use the hashtag, you know, Clinton stroke, okay, and we're all going to do it at the same time, okay? So they decide to do this, and at a, pre, a pre, preordained time, they all release these, the the hashtag. Plinton stroke. Okay, yeah. then what happens is it starts trending. Okay, oh, yeah. so the engine, the the the, um, the the sort of you know, it's it started trending, and then what you've got is the press then pick that up, right? And they see that mm-hmm. trending, and then that becomes a story for them. So then they start writing yeah. about it. Okay, yeah, and that has then through the through the actions of let's say no more than five hundred people, right? You've mm-hmm. completely skewed what's going on all right Mm -hmm. you've turned it into your own uh, to your own agenda all right now Mm. getting back to what you were asking about data is that it's very very easy for for um for for sort of search tools and for everything else to to actually not understand what you're doing all right and you know Mm -hmm. yourself if you've got any more than three people using your netflix account all right netflix <laughs> <laughs> netflix is yeah. recommending all sorts of crap for you yeah you know yeah you
0: know yeah yeah i mean i let my kids use it um was it a couple of years ago and then it was recommending to me all sorts of korean cartoons and i was like <laughs> 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 nothing else at, that was all it was recommending at,
1: Exactly. And back at Netflix HQ, they're going, oh, well, Ian, you know, he loves these Korean cartoons. We're going to push more stuff his way, you know, and you're like, no. And so that is the problem with with data is that it's very cold and it's not very analytical. And so the point Mm. I was very crudely trying to make in that article that I I did Mm. for you was that it's always good to take the data and to look at it and to then think, OK, let's apply some human common sense to it and to see whether yeah. this is actually what's happening or, you know, whether yeah. this is not. And, you know, I mean, a great one was told to me the other day by a, a, a creative guy who was talking about Heinz ketchup and mm-hmm. saying that, um, you know, back in uh, back in the day with the, when Heinz used to ketchup used to come in the glass bottles, um, yeah. they realized... That uh, and only by doing some genuine feet on the ground research, they realized that um, people were turning the bottles upside down in their refrigerators. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Half is three quarters of the way through the bottle. The bo- that was being turned upside down. And because it was precariously yeah. balancing on its lid in various yeah. refrigerators. And they noticed that people were complaining that the bottle smashed because they were trying to get the most out of it. And so through good customer feedback, then they then, Mm. and interpreting it, they then came up with that flat top bottle that now sits in in your refrigerator upside down because, you know, they, they suddenly realized that, you know, despite the number of sales they were getting which is their data the actual mm-hmm. interpretation of that was slightly different and so you have to yeah. you have to look at these things with a, a sort of a human eye and i think that's that's yeah. always what's going to win the war you know sort of when it comes to uh yeah uh, you know when it comes to the apocalypse when machines start trying to take over that um they yeah. will never fully understand what it is that we're up to
0: Right that's the next apocalypse. And I really I really like that story because um obviously now ketchup comes in plastic bottles that you then um store up the other way and whenever mm-hmm. I open my fridge our mayonnaise from a very famous brand because it is upside down flies out at me almost every time. Exactly. Uh, because so they amazing. haven't figured that out. Yeah. But yeah. now that's, I, that's... I don't
1: know what mayonnaise you're buying if it's uh, but um cuz they're, they're <laughs> obviously not a craft brand cuz Kraft Heinz are the same thing now. But um, Yeah yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, uh, interestingly enough, Heinz are now doing home delivery as well, which I think is very interesting.
0: Ah, yes, but well, uh, so yes, but um, if I can steer us back to, um, sure. I, I don't want. To Sorry, just steer I'm going to take you down rockstar.
1: various paths. I do no,
0: it's 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 very entertaining. I always enjoy chatting to you. So <laughs> we, um, about, and I'm not just trying to trying to um, hawk rockstar CMO all, all the way through, but I just you walk what, away. Have one it's your podcast, pre- Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I have Say one what final you want question. <laughs> I've one final question for you. Um, as a regular contributor you know that we have the Rockstar CMO swim pool where we chuck all the bullshit and snake oil of our industry into with the hope that it'll never return but of course it does. Sure. Um, what would you throw into our Rockstar CMO swim pool?
1: Well, as uh, as you know, I mean in in the sales industry there is um there's a hell of a lot of uh, clichés and and bullshit knocking around. Um yeah. but um and I'm going to be quite controversial here and I'm going to put Alec Baldwin in the swimming
0: pool. Oh no.
1: <laughs> well, specifically, all right. He's what is going, it's going. is it's, um, Glengarry Gary, Glenn Ross. Okay. Uh-huh. Wonderful movie. David Mamet. I love it. Uh, don't get me uh-huh. wrong. Okay. And there's some absolutely iconic performances from a, a truly stellar cast. All right. But, all uh-huh. right. Those cliches that in that movie always get trotted out. There's not a week goes by on LinkedIn when I don't see Alec Baldwin standing there with always be closing yeah. or the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you got one week to regain your job yeah. starting tonight or coffee is for closers. And yeah. I think that, you know, it gets a, it gets a little bit um, hard to watch the movie without yeah. sort of thinking, oh, God, you know, it's like somebody's going to put this up on LinkedIn tomorrow or something, you know. And it's a great film.
0: It's a great film, but it needs that bit. That's that's the that's the thing. I mean that, and I, I have to admit, and this is from a marketer rather than a salesperson. That's my sales sure. education. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I've seen that film so many times. I've seen the play actually twice, and I'd strongly recommend it. But without without him, I mean, isn't that isn't that the isn't that the point? You know, the Jack Lemon character is, you know, it's juxtaposed against that. How can you get rid of Alec Baldwin from sales? I told you I wanted to be controversial and you were looking for, this, this is, this is
1: my, this is me on your podcast doing, doing prints okay
0: <laughs> well, right. well you certainly <laughs> achieved that now i have to write an article where he goes in the bloody swimming pool <laughs> well
1: the thing is all right he can go in there with let's say with armbands on all right so he can float all Right, <laughs> that's that's fine but don't get me wrong i absolutely love it all right i think it's a yeah, it's yeah. a great um it's it's a great movie and he is absolutely superb in it he's very compelling yeah, yeah. but it just it comes up so much you know, yeah. and uh, there's there's sort of that the, yeah. it would be nice if we had a moratorium on it and that there was nothing on LinkedIn that mentioned Alec Baldwin or Glengarry Glen Ross for the next, yeah. let's say, year, you know, and yeah, then yeah, maybe yeah. it can start coming back again. But, I mean, it's just everybody who ever gets the when the first job in sales it's like, hey, have you seen this movie, Glengarry Glen Ross? Wow. It's like,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's that it's either that or the boiler room, isn't it? Or there was that oh, other yeah. one. Uh, There was that other film with DiCaprio in it, but they can't quote any of that because it it was just so debauched. (laughs) You know, you can't you can't actually have a sales meeting with any clip from that movie. (laughs) But from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, maybe if he'd have sworn more, then maybe you wouldn't see it so much.
1: Well, yes, I agree. (laughs)
0: But, you know, but. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean people always people always think that that sort of sales is 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 about doing that and it's yeah I mean it's, it's wrong it, you know it's a very wrong interpretation and uh, I think that you know the, the getting back to where we started from about mm. talking about my dad when when mm. you know sort of when he when he was in sales um mm. god rest his soul and everything else like that but when he was in sales he was not the world's best salesman but what he was mm. really good at okay was building relationships and he always mm-hmm. used to have <clears throat> you know, we used to go through his paperwork every three years and uh mm-hmm. sort of get rid of stuff that he didn't need and <clears throat> all of his all of his notes used to have little side notes on them like you know um had a broken leg and a dog named jeff you know or something mm-hmm. else like that <clears throat> mm-hmm. and those were little little um sort of Side notes that he would use when yeah. he was talking to people, that he yeah. would use to 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 help remind him and to remind yeah. them of the conversation yeah. that they had, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sort of trying to wheel this back in because, uh, the, you know, yeah. but the point is, is that the 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 job of sales is about building relationships, yeah. And I think that the job of the CMO is to take yeah. that relationship and to then um to to then reinforce it with all the right yeah. all the right sounds and all the right feelings yeah. that go behind yeah. it but <clears throat> those two things yeah. have to work together the sales yeah. and the marketing have to be uh simpatico and they have to sort of basically yeah. say well you know sort of we we're, we're singing off the same sheet and i think that yeah. the at the heart of these things you have relationships at the heart of sales at the heart of marketing yeah. it's all about relationships and i think that with yeah the coronavirus with the pandemic that we've got it's brought yeah. this sharply into focus is the fact that that we've missed for so long the idea that we have to be talking to people and understanding mm. and uh, you know the old thing about as well we have got two ears and one mouth you know is yeah, yeah. a you know, we we, we have to listen to what people are saying. And I think for a long time, both sales and marketing has been very Mm. tone deaf and basically saying, you know, I've got a brand and I'm just going to come out here like a bloody tank down a high street, you know, and and that's, that's great, you know, but suddenly we all have to start thinking a bit differently and and thinking that, somewhere one of those people that you're talking to has had something very horrible happen to them and so you need to be a little bit more aware and a little bit more sensitive about what it is they're going through because you can't anticipate that you know, if you give it the hard sell, you're going to do more damage to your brand than you yeah. will ever than you could ever do, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. In a time like this, so I think it's very, very important, and and the, the whole, you know, yeah. coming back again with with the Alec Baldwin thing is that yeah. that was
0: incredibly tone deaf.
1: True. But- you know, and and so and you can't keep doing that all the time. Oh, you make and you like, make
0: such a great point about that movie because it is to, you know the way they treat the customers is just dreadful. But you you yes. you're making me see. And this Jack movie Lemmon's a actually right. Up. I mean,
1: I feel for Jack yeah. Lemmon in that whole movie because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the one that actually kind of gets it. But you know, yeah. Alec Baldwin hates him, and everyone hates him because he's the loser. And that's yeah, you know yeah. now this may be Jack Lemmon's turn. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, very nice. Thank you very much. And I'd love to probe more into that, but at some point we're going. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we had a little interruption. Yeah, we had it. We had a little interruption just a minute ago. I think when I had to put the meter at, at sort fifty of p back into the broadband meter, and I don't think anybody else is going to get that analogy. But, That's right. <laughs> so. so They'll
1: never notice Ian. They'll never notice with your <laughs> editing skills. They'll never see it.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll see how that goes. But, and so finally, um, where can, if we spin the dial on the interwebs, where can we find you, Keith?
1: Um, usually, uh, hanging out on, uh, on, on LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, um which uh, there's no short there's no short way of finding so and because my surname being smith yeah. it's very difficult to find me on yeah. LinkedIn um yeah, yeah, yeah. the best place to start I guess is at the advertist um which mm-hmm. is uh www.theadvertist.com so it's t-h-e-a-d-v-e-r-t-i-s-t.com yeah. um or our podcast um, which I hope you'll come on soon um, mm, and we can, we absolutely. can carry on this and, uh, the, yeah. then we can, uh, we can, we can get going. And, uh, the, the podcast is, uh, the fuel podcast. So it's T H E F U E L P O D C A S T dot com, the fuel podcast dot com. And, uh, and you can find us there. And, um, uh, you know, it'd be nice to, uh, nice to catch, catch up with you there.
0: Yeah, splendid. And I'll obviously include all those links in the show notes for the folks that mm-hmm. are paying attention and uh really enjoyed that conversation. If they last thank this Keith. long, they probably you know <laughs> yeah. if I yeah. to get this long. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, maybe this is the point at which you could give a discount code for something or other <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you manage this long, there's an extra fifty yeah. percent off.
0: <laughs> this very podcast. No, okay. <laughs> thank you very much, Keith. No, thank you, Ian. I've enjoyed it, it's been a blast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you mate cheers take care see you Don't know. well that's it episode six of rockstar cmo fm pressed and ready for your virtual jukebox thank you to keith for his insight and conversation stay tuned to rockstar cmo for me chucking alec baldwin in the pool still not sure about that one thank you for listening we're just getting started so appreciate your feedback and suggestions you can find us at rockstar cmo on twitter and linkedin if you liked what you heard please subscribe and click like in the podcasting platform of your choice i'm ian truscott founding editor of rockstar cmo and chief bottle washer at b2b content marketing agency at propingo hoping you and yours are safe and well, and hope you'll join us next time on Rockstar CMO FM.
1: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business?